1: Hello and welcome to Smart TV. It's me, Kellyanne Taylor, and I'm joined by the lovely Caroline Frost. Hello. We've actually got an absolute feast in terms of good television to watch this week. What do you mean, actually? As though we don't always... (laughs) I I do feel some weeks it's been lighter Mm. than I'd like, but I think this week it's a good week. We've got dramas, we've got factual, uh, we've got, of course, film of the week, and then, of course, we take it to the archive. It's rich. It's rich. It's a rich week. Tell us about the first drama
0: oh this is so rich worth the price of admission alone so we have the second series of The Newsreader this starts on Thursday at 9pm on BBC2 and you can tell it's quality because it uh, follows on Friday at 9pm on BBC2 that is confidence on the part of the BBC schedulers and they're right to be this is magnificent I do urge you've now got a few days to go back to the iPlayer and just soak up the first series before you feast on the second I can say I binged this entire second series. I was at home with a migraine. There weren't many things competing for my time, but I watched back-to-back, bang, eight episodes in a sitting for the second series. I feel a bit... Sick, actually. It's all done. It's <laughs> gone. But I'm still digesting. It's Anna Torv and Sam Reed, and they play a pair of co anchors, newsreaders, presenters in a 1980s Melbourne TV newsroom. So you get them at the desk facing the cameras. And actually, uh, we interviewed Anna Torv for this week's Radio Time. She said that was the most terrifying part of the entire acting process was trying to be a newsreader. Mm. And she said, You got all the adrenaline pumping as though you were actually reading the news. But also So you get the behind the scenes stories, the real life stories that coincide, global events, national events, local events, and you also have their personal stories. I mean, it just adds up to a magnificent feast of a show. And not least because it has actually prompted me, yes, old school, to investigate the Spotify playlist, because you've got this cracking 80s sort of softy-rocky soundtrack. So yeah. um, come for the performances, stay for the music and enjoy the scenery and uh, lots of brown furniture and people with bars in living rooms. You remember when people used to have their own bar? Mm. There's a lot of that. So, uh, yes, high production values. Feast on the Australian nostalgia of the newsreader.
1: Speaking of good soundtracks, I have a drama with... A similarly brilliant soundtrack. It's The Buccaneers. It's coming to Apple TV Plus Wednesday. Episode 1 to 3 will be available. So it starts the kind of opening scene. Uh, We meet Nan, who is our protagonist, and she says to uh, a man who is attempting to run away from his wedding day, who wants to act sensibly and who wants their life to go unnoticed? And I thought this is a quote that gives you a flavour of what to expect. Is it going on your t-shirt? It's going on my t-shirt. It's kind of wild child meets Bridgerton meets 1980s music video was the initial vibes. Yes, it's it's an eclectic mix of brilliance. It's hedonistic and I think what we can tell from the outset, so the premise is uh, it's set in the 1870s. New York socialites wind up going to London for debutante season. We've seen something similar with Bridgerton you know this coming of age of women and this seems like it's going to be about women who follow their hearts about female friendship and about love but it has an element after watching the first episode that perhaps not is all going to be as rose tinted brilliant <gasps> is there as a romantic it peril I don't know what's coming oh. uh, but I think it's one again that I, I don't think has had necessarily as much promotion as it should have had and I think it will catch on in a similar way to Bridgerton. So that is The Buccaneers Apple TV Plus Wednesday and the first three episodes will be available. Now will take me to something musical.
0: Well, um, and thank you for that because you're absolutely right. That would have passed me by. Mm. I don't feel I've heard enough hype about that, probably because of the various strike limits that actors are experiencing still in terms of promoting their own work, which is a shame. But thank you. Right, yes, a musical night. Beatles, yes, they're on the front of the Radio Times. They're pretty much everywhere because, similarly to, I guess, Gary Morecambe disappearing into the attic and finding that elusive Morecambe and Wise tape, we have the last ever Beatles song. How is John on it through the benefits of AI at last a reason to like AI now uh, the question is would John Lennon have approved of uh, this music being made thus it's not exactly one for the Puritans but anyway it's a reason to celebrate I mean gosh Beatles fans don't need telling to come to the party Mm. and the BBC have joined that party there's a Beatles night BBC 2 Saturday night we've got the Beatles at the BBC we've got the Sounds of Liverpool at the BBC and we have an arena Brian Epstein Story, which is actually for me the most interesting, because I love the tunes, but I'm really interested in the people and Brian Epstein, their their poor tragic manager, who really did just spin them into the the myth makers that they became. It's uh, for me, it's all about him. So uh, feast once again, possibly
1: not for the last time, but they're saying it is on the Beatles' Saturday night. Lovely. So I have two interview shows. For you, I'm going to tell you about the first one because I think it needs very little explaining. Louis through interviews returns on Tuesday at 9 p.m. on BBC Two. The first guest is Anthony Joshua, the heavyweight boxer.
0: Um, I don't think. <laughs> Do you know about the different weights? I don't.
1: No. I think he's quite big. Well, actually, I do do a boxing class, but, I mean, I don't box anyone as, you know, a bag. No. So um, <laughs> I would assume that I would I would be heavier weight because I'm tall, but no. who knows? Not like him. And not like him, but in the female realm, perhaps. Okay. Anyway, so, I mean, this show, it's Ron Sale. it does what it says on the tin, it's Louis Theroux chatting to someone, um, investigating into their lives, asking probing questions, doing what he does best. I don't think personally, it's my favourite of his shows. I like it when he goes and does something, investigates something that we don't know about or, you know, something interesting on the margins of society. For sure. Now, this is less, very safe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, less so the celebrity interviews. I feel like anybody
0: could get some good quotes out of Judy Dench, frankly. Yeah,
1: it was a, one of those things and... I don't know I think people who like Louis through, I think will watch it Um, um, but you know I I don't think that there's necessarily a gap in the market for more celebrity interviews you know so apart from yours apart from mine which you can catch on Tuesday Radio Times podcast drops every week smooth Um, thank you Uh, but for those who are interested that's coming back Tuesday 9pm BBC 2 now, more importantly, I do know a listener wrote in a while ago asking for the occasional radio recommendation. So I have a double whammy because you can either listen to this in radio format or you can watch it on television. This is Judy Dench, This Cultural Life, Shakespeare Special. You can catch it on Radio 4, Saturday, 7.15pm or... BBC Four, Saturday at 7pm. So, I absolutely adore this. I love the premise of this. Um, I usually listen to it on BBC Sounds, but I love the premise of this show. So, what it is, is John Wilson interviewing one of Britain's best-loved actors. It is the star of the stage and screen for more than seven decades. I mean, that's impressive. Um, It's Dame Judi Dench. Like I said before, there is not a gap in the market for celebrity interviews Unless you are this cultural life, it has, I think, the kind of same uh, standing or sway as something like Desert Islandist. John Wilson's ability to dig deep and to get his interviewees to open up, I think, is something very special. So, in this, um, what I really admired is you catch Judy Dench talking. I-, I think it is worth watching rather than listening because you get all these extracts from her on stage over the years. We see her um, as a young Judy Dench belting out a song in cabaret. You see extracts from Hamlet which I'm sure you can hear the audio recordings but just seeing her and her stage presence is just um, out of this world but one of the things that I really really enjoyed I mean she has this remarkable aura is she's got a new tattoo that she got at the age of 81 on her wrist class that says carpe diem which I just thought probably sums her up in one swoop carpe diem a tattoo that she got at 80. Well, amazing. Anyway, so if you want to find out more about her life, it's Judi Dench, This Cultural Life, Shakespeare special. Obviously, she'll be talking about stage and Shakespeare. 7pm on BBC4. What's your factual offering?
0: My factual offering, not sure I can compete with that. Somebody much younger but equally impressive, I'll wager. So this is Professor Hannah Fry. She returns to BBC2 on Wednesday with the secret genius of modern life. And she's a first-class communicator. We know she's a often of a scientist, but I love people who've come up through their special field. Mm. You know, people like Mary Beard, people like Lucy Worsley, people who you know were passionate about their their projects yeah. and their work, long before they got the old ring-ring.
1: Yeah, like David Olusugo, people like that. Yeah. yeah, so
0: she's in that category I think, and she goes through very everyday objects and explains just how magical, how clever they are. She starts with the humble passport, and you think, well, it's just a little book that we take for granted, we take with us. And she talks about how it gets scanned and where the information is contained within those pages. Mm. You will never look at and your the passport, passport the same in way. the same way. So yes, yeah, so um, Hannah Fry kicks off Secret Genius of Modern Life. That starts on BBC Two, Wednesday, 8pm. That sounds very interesting.
1: So, film of the week this week. I don't normally choose one from a streaming platform, and you might not even have heard of this streaming platform. It's called Mubi. You might have it through your Amazon Prime, and you can get it like that, or you can choose a seven-day trial if you click on Amazon on Mubi, or you can sign up direct on Mubi website. So this film's called Passages. To explain the premise is a director is in a relationship with a man called Martin, uh, played by Ben Whishaw. Who we all know from the voice of Paddington. But also, this is going to hurt. He's a classic on British television. Anyway, he's doing some indie cinema and it pays off. So... A director is in a relationship with a man called Martin and decides to embark on an affair with a woman. And this film is all about vulnerability, arrogance, the changing dynamics of relationships in the 21st century, how relationships between men and women play out, and how relationships, monogamous or Polyamorous work, so it's one that is is doing very well on the film circuit at the moment, and I think definitely one to watch. So that's Passages on a Movie, and it's available now. Lovely. I did watch Partygate. I think I told you this after your recommendation, oh, good. and felt equally. Um, Amused by the satire and also equally pissed off. Yes, equally cross. There we go. Oh, and I
0: went and did my homework on your recommendation. I went to the cinema for three hours and 26 minutes of... The Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes, yes. Which no one can wrap their mouth around. But what did you think? Um, I got my money's worth. (laughs) There was three hours, 26 minutes of entertainment. But I enjoyed it. I mean, Martin Scorsese we don't need to sit here and persuade Mm. anybody what a storyteller he is Robert De Niro's on good form Leonardo DiCaprio not looking at all handsome so clearly after another Oscar (laughs) but I did enjoy it so thank you very much
1: Okay that's all from us this week of course if you would like to let us know what you're watching you can write in to podcast at radiotimes.com just a reminder and some housekeeping that the Radio Times podcast is back we had Big Zoo on our first episode which you can listen to now and next week you can listen to my interview with joe brand exciting an absolute delight anyway until next week happy happy viewing. viewing